Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm James Courtney. Tony Delberto. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. Hi, I'm Todd Kelly. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now, here's your host, Craig Revell. HRT used test number three ahead of Darwin. We understand a little more about the rear of the car than we did prior to starting the day this morning. More resignations of V8 supercars and Sucrogen sign up for two more years in Townsville. That's all coming up today as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Taking the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. The Queensland-based sugar producer Sucrogen have announced that they will be extending their sponsorship of the Townsville Street Race for a further two years. The E85 supplier to the series made the announcement this week saying that they've been delighted with the way teams have embraced the fuel and the company. Walkinshaw performance last week had its third of four test days at Winton in good weather conditions. The team was happy with the way the day went, with Garth Tander saying that it was a productive day, although the conditions will in no way match what they expect when they head up to Darwin next week. Can't replicate the Darwin conditions, but all we can do is look for a balance in the car. We've been struggling with a couple of minor things with the chassis, so basically today's all about understanding the car and getting some more development items on on the car as well. Tander was playing coy about what new go-fast bits the team tested. About three or four development items there. I'm not going to tell you exactly what they are, but uh, we uh, certainly working, worked through a range of items and uh, a couple of things worked as we expected, a couple didn't. That's what this is all about. Garth, although currently ninth in the championship, still believes he's a realistic crack at the title. Anyone's catchable. There's a lot of water that's going to have to go under the bridge between now and the end of the championship, but certainly... Uh, FPR have shown that they've got fantastic speed and fantastic form and, and been able to back that up on several occasions this year and Triple Eight have always been a, a strong organisation. So really the, it's up to the rest of us to catch them. Uh, a lot of big races to come, Sandown 500, uh, Bathurst 1000, even the Gold Coast race now, they're all pivotal races in the championship. So until you get past those, it's never over. If we win races and, and win a lot of races between now and the end of the year, then we'll go a long way towards catching those guys in the championship, but also winning a couple of big races along the way. And certainly we go to Bathurst in October. The confidence of Tander is rubbing off on his Walkinshaw performance teammate, Russell Ingle, who is also talking up his chances, and he's starting from back in 15th place. There's always someone that's going to jump ahead, and uh, the idea is to track them down and beat them. So, And we're going to have a big swing at getting them. There's no doubt with the resources of Walkinshaw Racing, we're going to get the super cheap auto car up the front before the end of the year. One area of frustration for Ingle, who moved to Walkinshaw Performance this year, is the number of test days that he has to get himself accustomed with the new car. Ingle not mincing his words about the testing regulations. We have 
four test days a year, which is ludicrous, but that's the rules we got and that's what we have to play with. So this is our third one. Our first one at the beginning of the year was actually rained out. So this is our first dry test. Sam Hurd has announced that he's moving on from V8 Supercars. The communications general manager is the second to leave the company in the past six months, with V8 Supercars not planning to fill the position following his departure. V8 Supercar's future across the ditch is still up in the air, with the expected home of the series to be announced as Pukekohe. But there's still an issue with the upgrade of the circuit, which it is required to meet the FIA standards, which it will take significant financial assistance to achieve. It's also believed that the V8 Supercar's request to Auckland's Tourism, Events and Economic Development Department is yet to be finalised, which also could have a bearing on the series' eventual New Zealand home. And finally, Greg Murphy is inviting fans to join the Pepsi Max crew by logging on to the team's Facebook page and entering their latest competition. This crewmate experience is the opportunity of a lifetime for any motor racing fan. So enter now for your chance to win, and I look forward to seeing you on the pit lane with me and the Pepsi Max crew. And that's the news for Newbrack Carbon Fibre Products. That's www.newbrack.com.au. On the white flag lap, we hear from Alex Premitt. But next, Tom Worsley and Grant Rowley will join me when we return. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us from speedcafe.com.au, it is Grant Rowley. Good evening, Grant. Good evening. How are you going? Very well, thanks. And uh, joining us from Tom Worsley Media, it's Tom Worsley. How are you going, Tom? Good, thanks, it's interesting, this three-week break that we've been having has seemed to be a very long one. And uh, considering it's not over yet, and we know we've got an even longer break coming up mid-season, Grant, it's going to be a very interesting time for us to uh, fill the columns and pages that uh, we have to uh, duly fill up over the uh, next few months. Yeah, I suppose you're right in some ways. I mean, really, there should be lots and lots to talk about with, uh, you know, so much going on in a in a pretty close and uh, mixed-up championship so far. Um, and also, you know, with Car of the Future coming along soon, there's going to be lots of news to come out of Nissan. Uh, I think we're, we're kind of going through a, um, a relatively sort of slow news period uh, at the moment, but like I can see in a month or so that uh, you know things will start revving up as soon as um, uh, Nissan decide to uh, to come out with uh, certainly some body panels and um, details on their engine. 
um, drivers and bits and pieces like that, then I think we're uh, you know we're really going to see some uh, some some major uh, major news activity after that. Yeah, it is interesting, Tom, because uh, we got off to. An interesting start. The championship hasn't been closer for many a year. Ten points between first and second. And, and of course, first, second and third are still in with the hunt. I struggle to see how Craig Lowndes is still a championship contender. And then, of course, you uh, see Garth Tander still claiming he in eighth place is still a contender. So, uh, you know, it is interesting that we aren't talking about cars and positions on the track but i think it's just because you can't do that every week on this show particularly i i mean i I think perhaps garth tanders cut straws a little bit but if we look at the past form of craig lounds he always comes on strong in the second half of the year and uh, there's all those statistics and the other thing is this season has proven that it's just so unpredictable you saw in the first race at Phillip Island, the two championship leaders essentially take each other out. So I think anything can happen this year and anything will happen. Mm. I, am I being too harsh, Grant, to say that I think fourth place Craig Lowndes is going to be a struggle to call himself a championship contender as we move uh, on through the year? Well, yeah, probably a tad harsh, especially after only, uh, what are we at, four or five events. Uh, as Tom said, you know, Craig comes on quite strong at the end. But, uh, you know, I guess the premise of what you're saying is kind of right. After those top three, there is a, um, a quite a big gap, not just in championship points, but also just the, just the way that, they're, uh, that they look like they're going to be able to rack up results uh, throughout the year. Mm. Uh, so certainly at the start of this year, um, it's, it's clearly been the, uh, the two FPR cars of, Will Davison and Mark Winterbottom and the team Vodafone car of Jamie Winkup, who have been the the leading three, and you know um, I'd imagine those three would be a pretty short odds at this point for the uh, for the championship. I'd be uh, I'd go as far to say one of those three guys will definitely win this year's championship. Stranger things have happened, of course, uh, and you know we hope the likes of uh, of uh, Craig Lowndes and Shane Van Gisberg and Lee Holdsworth. Uh, Garth Tander, all of those guys, you know, can can step it up. But uh, you know, those uh, those top three are certainly the, the ones to catch at the moment. Mm. And tenth place, Rick Kelly, Todd, uh, Tom, is uh, over half the points behind Will Davison. Will Davison on twelve sixteen, and Rick Kelly on six hundred and seventy three. So, you know, that is such a, a chasm in after I think we've done eleven races, twelve races. I can't keep up because it just doesn't make sense, the championship uh, window, to me, anyway. Well, that's right. I I think what's contributed to that is the top three drivers have been up the front the entire time, whereas the rest of the field has been scattered throughout every race. So um, there's a real battle at the back end of the top end, uh, sorry, the back end of the top ten, for those positions, and it's just so uh, so tight at the moment, but the, the first three guys have sort of run away with it a little bit. Mm. And what's interesting is when we look at Holden has certainly put their colours strongly on Triple Eight and onto HRT, and they're going to be their flagships going forward. There's no doubt about that. Ford, I don't think have made that positive statement yet. You know that FPR are going to get the money. 
But, Grant, there's a lot of conjecture over the future of Stone Brothers Racing, Dick Johnson Racing, who are having a Annus Horribilis, and uh, you just have to wonder, where's Ford money going to eventually fall? Does Tony D'Alberto go back to Holden because he's got to buy a car of the future and his family has so many interests in the Holden, in the General Motors products? I just, I'm just wondering if we're only going to see three, four, uh, sorry, four or seven cars on the racetrack next year with a Holden badge, uh, with a Ford badge on them. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's interesting times. Every time I see uh, Graham Barry, the uh, the sponsorship and motorsport manager for Ford at the racetrack, I always ask him what the uh, what the latest is. And to be quite honest, I'm I'm sick of writing uh, the uh, an announcement or confirmation coming soon. Uh, I think originally it was supposed to be done by March, then April. Uh, now we're into June, and still no confirmation. Um, yeah, not really sure either if the uh, if the teams are quite aware of what's happening. I would uh, I would uh, dare say that it, you know some sort of confirmation has to come through in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, look, there's been an, um, a lot of chat about uh, Stone Brothers potentially being a um, a potential. Uh, uh, fit to uh, move away from a uh, from the particular from from Ford and and take on another manufacturer. They're certainly a very competitive team. Uh, all three cars um, right in that uh, the top ten mix of the championship. Uh, so for a new manufacturer to come in, that would be that would pretty much be the ideal team to uh, take over. And look, remember the last time we saw Ford pull the pin from Dick Johnson. Uh, and Dick Johnson Racing, um, you know, the amount of backlash meant that uh, Ford stickers only disappeared off his car for 12 months before they returned. So it would take a uh, pretty bold decision at the um, at the Ford hierarchy to uh, to do that to Dick again. As you say, they're having a, a horrid season. But um, but you know, it was only two years ago that uh, that, that they were winning cha- winning a championship with uh, James Courtney and. I guess if we feel uh, it's been uh, feels like years and years since uh, since that happened, I'm sure James Courtney probably thinks it feels like years and years as well. Uh, so yeah, look, you're right. Big decisions to come through soon, and I don't think we're too far away from them. Mm, of course, uh, Tom. I do. You get the feeling that the longer the Stone Brothers confirmation is out there, the less likely it will be Stone Brothers afford team. I guess Ford is, is really facing the argument of history versus um, results, and I think if if uh, Stone Brothers keep performing in the next two events, there's a, they're definitely in with a strong chance. But as Grant said, there was a huge backlash, uh, huge backlash when Ford withdrew their support from Dick Johnson Racing last time. So. Uh, I think it's it's definitely going to be interesting times ahead. All right, we need to take a break here on the V8 Insiders, but there's plenty more coming up after this. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining me, Grant Rowley and Tom Morsley. And guys, uh, we were talking about the future of Ford money. Well, one place where Ford and Holden is supremely popular is New Zealand. That is a country that is really the overseas heartland of V8 supercar racing. And they still don't have a race grant. And that is a real concern for not only New Zealand motorsport fans, but for the V8 supercar championship because they are in a in a tough position. Every time they lose an overseas race, their teams have to fork out money to go to a replacement in Oz. Uh, yeah, look, I, it's, uh, it would be a massive shame if Fiat Supercars don't go to New Zealand. I, uh, they will, I'm pretty sure they will somehow figure out a way to, to go there. Pukekohe looks like the ideal place uh, to do it with a little bit of uh, funding assistance from... Uh, from the Auckland City Council. Uh, as you say, V8 Supercars is massively popular over in New Zealand and it would be a, uh, it would be a huge waste to, uh, to not go over there. Um, and, you know, a return to Pukekohe might be a, uh, might be a very good thing for New Zealand motorsport in general because the uh, circuit certainly needs a, uh, a little bit of a uh, freshen up in some, some areas uh, in terms of safety and, um, and its... Uh, uh, facilities. So, um, yeah, look, hopefully we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll see some sort of, uh, agreement come to place to, to see V8s continue there. Of course, they've been there since 2001. Uh, Greg Murphy probably wouldn't be, uh, the Greg Murphy we see today without, uh, having those, uh, having those races over there. He's wildly popular over there, even in their, uh, V8 Super Tourers. He's still the main, the main attraction. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, it's just a excellent, uh, an excellent thing for V8 Supercars to um, to have such a uh, massive popularity over there, and be a massive shame to miss out. Mm, but Tom, it's a it's a financial one for Auckland City Council and the Bukitkoe track because at the moment their track doesn't meet the specifications required for V8 Supercars. No, and uh, we saw it with. We've seen it with other tracks in the past. They'll uh, say that they're not going to spend the money, and I guess they look back on it and go, "Oh, actually, V8 supercars are kind of good for our area." So they inject the money into it and bring things up to scratch. And I have a feeling that Auckland will come around and and realise um, just how much revenue the the V8 supercars bring in, um, not just from Australians going over, but from people from the South Island going up and things like that. Uh, for some reason, Kiwis go mad for uh, supercars, and I think the Greg Murphy factor, the Shane Van Gisbergen factor, and the Fabian Coulthard factor is definitely going to play a, a key part in that. Yes, and uh, well, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out because there's plenty of people in New Zealand that are, are really desperate to see the V8 supercars get back there. And, uh, of course, their own series um, have shown that the motorsport audience over there is is so supremely strong. And uh, working with the Australian series 
getting the uh, two New Zealand series that are running simultaneously, and you can only see that ending in a in a uh, um, well a, a Toka V8 supercar type uh, fight out there, which will, will be interesting to watch from afar for a change. But um, well, it's just all up in the air. One thing that's up in the air, Grant, you reported uh, this week. Oh, sorry, you reported last week that. There's been another high-profile resignation from V8 Supercars with Sam Hurd, who was, uh, of course, the marketing manager or the general manager of communications, to uh, be correct, has uh, decided to move back to the United States. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's been there for uh, 18 months, I think, by the time he finishes uh, his work at the end of uh, the uh, next couple of weeks. He would have nearly been an uh, employee of V8 Supercars for 18 months, and I guess it's the second uh, general manager um, within the organisation to uh, leave their post at V8 Supercars this year. Uh, Bronwyn Humphrey uh, left earlier this year. She was the uh, general manager of marketing. Um, so, look, I guess Sam hasn't been there for uh, too long, but a um, you know, pretty experienced uh, campaigner and... Uh, to uh, to have him missing is um, is disappointing, and as I understand it, his uh, his position uh, isn't being uh, replaced at, at at this point. But uh, yeah, the uh, a few uh, certainly a few changes in the uh, past six months at, in V8 Supercars land. Tom, is this a continuation of Archer Capital trying to lean up the V8 Supercars so it's more profitable to what essentially is their budgetary figures? I think that's a, a, a very large part of it. Um, obviously, they've invested a fair bit of money and they want to see some return on it. And one way of doing that is to, uh, I guess, lean the lean the workforce out, less uh, less expenditure on wages, go straight onto the profit column. Mm. It is a uh, interesting issue that we really don't know what V8 Supercars is going to look like under David Malone. And I've uh, speculated to both of you off-air that uh, could we see David Malone in the position for the, uh, well, for the television rights deal and then perhaps he moves on and someone, a high-profile CEO, come in like David Gallup, who's left the NRL today. Uh, look, there's, uh, we've seen uh, a number of CEOs... Uh in V8 supercars over the years, but um, yeah, at the moment, I guess there's nothing to suggest that um, the uh, the current CEO is is uh, is on the way out. So uh, yeah, I guess what you're saying there is just uh, absolute pure speculation. And it seems like Tom, we've lost Tom. All right, uh, well, we'll uh, grant. I will thank Tom for joining us here on the V8 Insiders. And, Grant, uh, it's always great to catch up with you here on the show. And uh, I guess you're looking forward to the Northern Swing. Do you have a tip for us who should uh, wrap up the Darwin and also Townsville meetings? Well, as I said before, I think those uh, top three in the championship, Will Davis and Mark Winterbottom and Jamie Winkup, are really going to be uh, the three there. You know, take your pick, uh, throw a uh, throw the balls up in the air and see which one lands. Um, uh, and to be honest, I really couldn't pick which, you know, which one uh, of those three. And uh, perhaps you know, this championship in some ways might be decided not so much by those uh, the, the top results of those guys. It'll be the uh, the when those three have a uh, have a bit of a struggle, and 
uh, qualify badly or get caught up in uh, other incidents, uh, that will really um, affect the championship. Uh, but uh, like at this point, I can't see any of uh, anyone other than those three. Possibly even Craig Lyons, maybe add in, uh, throw him in there. You know, winning winning a, another race in the uh, in the near future. They're uh, just head and shoulders above everybody else. Mm. Tom, well, as as Grant said, there's there's a lot of strong form coming from the the top three guys. But I think Shane Van Gisbergen is in with a, a chance of getting a win. He had a win at Darwin last year, and. Uh, He's shown some great pace early on this year, and as a dark horse, possibly even um, uh, Tim Slade. Well, Tom, pleasure to have you on the show, and look forward to catching up with you again very soon. Always a pleasure. Well, Grant, thanks as always for your time here on the Verd Insiders. Ah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Look forward to the next talk. After the break, the white flag lap, and we hear more from Alex Premer. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lack, it's Alex Premard. How does that mentally affect you when you, you came over, you've gone, well, this will be similar to every other step I've made, and you now find it so much more difficult? Yeah, well, of course it's difficult because the car is completely different than uh, what I drove in the past. You know, since... Uh, uh, yeah, since... Yeah, I would say the last 10 years, I drove only on the carbon cars. So, sport car, DTM, single-seater, so monocoque, single-seater or some kind of this, like this. So, so now it's uh, uh, the chassis is completely different. It's like a, a real touring car. And uh, yeah, it, it's, you have to change your driving style, everything. So, I need to get used to that. Uh, I think we went through some few process, which is good. Now I'm feeling much better, but still we need to... To, to update this and to have a, a new step, but I think it's, it's still hard. But I think every driver who will uh, jump from single, from sport car to this kind of car, it will be hard. But uh, honestly, uh, it, it's it's harder than what I thought. You said Simon Pagno and uh, Sebastian Bourdais were the ones that said, "Yo, you should look at this." Have you spoken to them and said, "Yeah, I should look at this," but it's ten times harder than what you told me? Yeah, yeah of course. I need to call them. Uh, I think I will call uh, Simon this week and grab some few few chat with him. But uh, yeah, but honestly, I'm happy to be in the series because it's very competitive and the level is nice. Yeah, not only about uh, the the cars, but about uh, the the spirit and uh, like you said, your mind and uh, just to be focused. And because at the end, what what car do you whatever the car you have, you need to be quick and. Uh, yeah, I have, I have to be quick, that's it. On a personal note, how do you find the lifestyle in Australia so far? And yeah, well, I felt really nice here. Uh, it's the first time that uh, I spent three months out of my country of France. And uh, yeah, the, the people, they are really friendly. They are a good welcome to, to the house. Uh, like I said, they, they, they have their heart on their hand and uh, they, they always try to help you. Uh, my team or some my neighbors or some friends that I met uh, since I came, they are 
really welcome to, to help me. So I really love this, uh, this new spirit and uh, I would say it's more open and more honest than uh, in Europe right now. Well, it's been a tough battle by the, looking from the outside, but uh, you see every time the development you're making. Yeah, thank you very much. I will try my best. <laughs> my thanks to Alex Primer there, also to Tom Worsley and Grant Rowley. As the checkered flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.